How y'all doing, everybody? This is Kyle Lee, and this is part two to my special bonus one-shot recording, and this is My Soul on Fire. This is part two to uh, Soul on Ice, and this is my conclusion of, uh, you know, basically how I've been feeling and the stuff I wanted to get off my chest and talk about and everything in hopes, and I only do it because I hope that, uh, just lead other people, especially men, to know just talk, just open up and just try to seek some type of help or try to seek an answer to the to the whatever it is you're facing and whatever it is the problems that you're going through. And um like just like last time I wrote some bullet points down that I wanted to just speak about for a while. And um, the first bullet point was keeping your heart. By keeping your heart, I mean, like, I've been through a lot of stuff, and I never, never did I once let that change me for the worse. I never hated or or just became bitter in my soul and in my character. I always stayed I always stayed um good for the, as good as I can be. And I know we can't call ourselves good, only God is good, but I stayed an honest, faithful and a and an upright man. No matter what came upon me, you know, something that that really destroyed me at one point was that um, I was with someone. This was a while ago, like years. And um, they was two friends of mine. I was with the woman first. And I actually uh, introduced them. You know, this is my friend. I introduced the woman to my friend. And such and such and years so passed and me and the woman was together and I caught my friend and my and my woman in bed together. So, you know I was this was like like I said, it was a long time ago, but I never I you know, you can't forget stuff like that and Recently, not recently, but probably a year or two ago, I found out they still together and they actually had a child. And, you know, there was I was happy for them because you know, um, when I was with the woman, you know, we used to talk. You know, like you know, you always talk with your woman, and she used to cry a lot of times because she felt like she couldn't have a child. She tried before in her past relationship and everything. When she, her past relationship lasted way longer than mine, than our relationship lasted. And she tried a lot of times, and it just never happened. And she used to ask me, do she think, do I think she's sterile or not able to have kids? Because I used to travel her, and it just wasn't happening. So, And I didn't know, me at the time, I didn't know what to say. But I know I reassured her that, no, of course you can have children, no and if the time comes, you know, God will bless you with a child. 
So recently, them years ago, two years ago, so I learned they had a child together. I believe a boy. They had a boy. I was happy because, you know, first, you know, the most high God blessed them with a child. Second, that, you know, she had a child. You know, that was one of her big things that, uh, they you know she always wanted and she used to cry about it a lot. So I never, you know, and I was glad and I heard, you know, they still together as far as I know. And that was years ago. And I'm that was probably maybe six, seven years ago. As of today, in my thirties, I probably was twenty four, twenty five. So, um, that's good that I actually I was happy. Like generally, completely happy. You know, because first of all, there's still a relationship going on nowadays in this day and age. And, you know, they had, a, they were able to have a child. She was able to have a child, most of all, you know. So, you know, but I never, even the day it happened, I was, I was mad. I was angry. I was sad. You know, I cried a lot. But, you know, I never wished bad or death or nothing. You know, I never... Once, you know, in my heart, I never once, you no know, wanted to do violence or you no know, do anything bad to either of them. So, you know, no, no matter what happens to you, you know, try to keep your heart. Don't let it change you. Don't let the situation of one change you and make you become a person towards all. Because not all situations are the same and not all people are the same. And that's going to be the thing. That's going to be the thing that's going to drive a lot of people in these upcoming days. It's keeping your heart, keeping your morals. And, you know, people, what's what's the worth of a man nowadays? No one has, you know, everyone's scared to trust somebody. Everybody don't believe no one has no loyalty in them. And so these are things that are not seen. These are virtues that are not important as of right now because what's important now is that stability, money, uh, looks, material things. Those are things that are important to people right now, what people seek in men and women. And, um, but you know, them days are going to come where the worth of a man is going to be the things he don't got, you know. The things he don't got in physical, the things he got inside, which is what, you know, what's the scripture? As you know, I'm a, as you know, I'm a, I study the scriptures. I believe in God, the most high God of Israel. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I believe in Christ, his one true living son, and the one true living God. And um there's a scripture that always stays with me. It's um it's when Samuel was looking for the king of Israel, the next king of Israel, because Saul was gonna be replaced. And the Lord sent Samuel to this farmer and he looked. The farmer had a lot of sons 
And Samuel looked with his eyes. He saw the big. He had the farmer bring all his sons and line them up. And Samuel looked at all of them. And he said, this, this one must be, he pointed at the strongest, biggest one, the manliest looking one. With all the might, he had all the muscles and everything. And he looked at him and said, this must be the one the Lord sent me to get that would be the next king of Israel. But God said, the Lord said, that's not him. Then he turned to, towards another one, similar to the first. He said, this must be the one. Look at him. He has to be the one. The Lord said, that's not the one either. So he went all the way down the line, all his sons, all of the farmer's different sons. And the Lord said no to each one of them. And Samuel asked the farmer, do you have any more sons? And the farmer said, um, yeah, I got David, but he out there with the sheep, you know, he's he's the little one. He's out there tending to the sheep. So Samuel said, bring him here. So um, David was in the field and you know, he was dirty and everything because he was with the sheep all day. He came in, he was all ruddy and everything. And when he walked through the tent, the Lord said unto Samuel, he said, that's him. That's the next king. That's the next king of Israel. And Samuel couldn't believe because David was a little skinny, tiny little boy. And the Lord said to him, don't worry about that. You look at, man looks at the outside. The Lord looks at the heart. You know, so, you know, the qualities of a man, like I said, it's not going to be, it's not important now. It's loyalty, his morals, and his inner strength. You know, these things that, that his faithful, his faithfulness, these are things that don't no one, men or other or women look for in a man, you know, as of right now. But them things are going to become very important and uh, very important soon, I can say. So don't ever let anything change you. And it's been times where keeping my heart became kind of hard or, you know, I was tempted to be, you know, just like everybody else. You know, because I've only gotten... The reason why I think about it all the time, but I never do regret it. The reason why I'm in the situation I'm in now, the reason why I got as far as I've gotten now is because I kept my heart. You know, I could have been a low down, just dog, and I'd just be, I'd be somewhere totally different. I have all type of things, all type of money. All type of women. One woman cooking me, cooking me food. One woman sleeping in the bed. One woman let me drive her Mercedes. One woman giving me, sending me this type of money. One woman sending me some more money. One woman buying me clothes. I, I could have had those things, you know, if I was a different type of man. And if I just did not care for myself or for, you know, if I did not care for myself or for, the woman the way I do you know I can't do no other person like that and I can't feel good knowing that I'm actively doing it it's not a game to me it's not it's not fun it's not it's not manly at all that's not you know it's not righteous and I can't do it my and I 
it's a little hate thing with me because I love the way I love that I'm not like that. But at the same time, it holds me back in this society. It holds me back in this world from being, from having the things that I could have. But I believe that's why another reason why I don't have the love of money because the love of money will make you do that, will make you become that person. You know, if I, you know, I know if I played my, I know I'm not an ugly man. I got, I can actually speak. I can be charming if I want to. I actually got some go get in me, and uh, I'm well spoken. I know if I want to be, I go to work. You know, I work hard all the time. I never had an easy, laid back, sit down job. I work hard, always have. And um, I know I could be like those guys that don't work, that gets everything done for him. You know, but I choose not to be. And I'm glad I'm not that type of man. And I'm glad the Lord won't let me be that type of man because it's not for me. It's not in me to be like that. And um, that leads me to my next point is to be honest with yourself. Know who you are. Know, know your limits. I know my limits. I know just like, just like a, like that story I told you about the woman, my friend, and the and my and the woman I was with, they was in bed together. I went to her house and I saw his car there. So I knocked on the door. And when she answered, I bust through the door, like slid through the door real fast. Once she like cracked it open a little bit. And I went to the back of her room and he was there. And you know, I asked her why and everything. And she didn't have an answer. And, you know, I went back to my car. You know, well, basically, I was going to leave. I was leaving. But, you know, you can't just leave. Like, I had to get myself together. I had to cry and everything, you know. So I just drove away from the house. And I just drove to the next street over, you know, just to drive, just in park. Cause, you know, I was in a, I was rushing. My heart was pounding. I know, driving crazy and all that. But... I did have a gun under my seat that day. And, you know, I know my limits. I know other men would have just turned back around, picked that gun up, you know, or whatever, whatever they would have did. But, you know, even though I was, that was my first time seeing it, and I was just angry. I was angry at everything. But, I, but it never once crossed my mind, you know, turn back around, go shoot them. No, I just cried in the car and then when I was done crying when I was able to see again you know crying you no know, tears and, and all that when I was able to see again I crunked my car up and I drove away I drove home and I never went back over there again I never bothered her again and you know I think about that all the time because um you know it was strong for me to like I never once went back over there, and I never once bothered her again. And it's like, that's not that's that's kind of unheard of now. Some sometimes, you know, a guy, or you know, when you break up with your partner, they gonna you gonna bother them or still text or pop up at their job or something like that. But I left, and I was fully angry. I was mad, 
sad. And it was plenty of days where I went to work. I broke down at work. I'm hiding at my job. I, I used to work at like this um, tool job. And we used to make wood. We used to make big pla- plaques of wood for uh, customers, whatever size they want. And I remember days where I'm hiding behind the wood planks, just crying, just crying. Plenty of days, I'm like I'm breaking down at work. But I, no, stop crying, and I get back up and just go to work, and try my best to work. You know, knowing my heart not in it, knowing I can't fully focus. But you know, I just who could I talk to, and who could comfort me and let me know it's gonna be okay. But uh. There was a tough time, and I, I still don't know to this day. I, I felt so bad. I still don't know to this day how I got past sometimes. And now when I think about it, it's like a um, it's like a blur. It's like a blur because um, I just don't know how I survived. I don't even remember like I don't I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell my friends. I didn't tell nobody. I just was, it was just me. And it, man, I remember going home. I remember every day I used to come home from work. After crying at work, you know, I go home, go straight to my room, and close myself in the closet and sit in the closet and cry again, you know, because, you know, just, man, I was alone and I was just down and out. I was just, I was just at the bottom. And then, you know, go to sleep, wake up, and it start all over again. But then it came a time where, you know, I cried less. And I thought about her less. Till eventually, you know, time passed, and I didn't think about her at all. And then, you know, recently I got the information that, you know, they had a kid, they had a child. And, you know, I was happy, you know. And I, you know, I didn't even feel no love or no anger. I didn't feel nothing for her. I just I felt happy, you know. But I, and when I seen, you no, know, when I thought about her, and I barely, you know, the emotions barely moved for me. And I was like, wow, um, that's the woman I used to be so crazy about. Now, I, somebody said her name, or I thought about her in my head, and I just didn't. I didn't feel anything just now. But I mean, I'm glad they had no child, and if they doing okay and everything. So that's good. So I'm so be honest with yourself. Know your limits. Know what you're capable of. And know know yourself. Just know yourself because I know I'm not gonna hurt nobody. I'm not. I'm only capable of violence and stuff like that when somebody else's life is in danger. To save somebody or something like that. I'm not a violent man. I'm not gonna go pick a fight. Not every situation deserves death. Sometimes, no. I'm the man that can walk away. I can walk away from more things. Only when something has to be, only when there's no more walking away. This person about to die. You know, somebody help this man up. Why y'all, know, or why y'all finna let them kill this man? Or, you know, stuff like that. That's when, that's when I become who I need to become. No, 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 it's not... People don't look for a hero. 
a hero everybody's looking for is like somebody like Spider-Man or Superman to come save you out the sky. To come swoop down. But you know, a hero is just somebody that just makes sure everybody's okay. Somebody who can take on a burden. Somebody who can help you even if it's something little. Like nowadays people will leave. People will see. Nowadays people will pass by you on the street seeing you got a flat tire or see you walking from work the same job they work at see a person walking from work and they just fly by you never a second glance or nothing you know you just you just work the same job they work push the same boxes they push and they just walking and no one will never stop and you need a ride you going up the street anything you know they just keep going everybody thinks about their self and know everything. And um I never been that type of person to just turn a blind eye to anything, you know. If you got an opportunity to help, you know, help. It doesn't take a second to help somebody jack their tire up or if you don't got a jack then that's that's fine, but you know, just People don't feel for people no more. And this, when you see that, when you see them that many cars or any, any type of situation, when you see that many people, you can be at an event, when you see that many people walk past a homeless person and not do nothing, or you see that many people drive past somebody stranded or need help, you know what you, you know what type of society and what type of people you're dealing with. And I've never been that type of person. I know myself. And when I see that type of thing, I know who those people are. But always be yourself no matter what people do. No matter what people say. Be honest with yourself. If you feel bad for the next next man or for the next person, do something. Don't feel bad in silence. Or don't feel bad. Man, I wish I could have stopped and help. You could have. You still can. You can go back, you know. And, you know, that's, that's what it means to be honest with yourself. Know what you're capable of, know your worth, and know what you can do and what you're willing to do no matter what nobody else say. Which brings me to my next point is the weight. The weight of the world that's on you or the weight of everything you're dealing with. Know how much you can carry and how much you can deal with because I'm only one man and I can only do so much by myself. And I know that I know my, like I said, I know my limits and I know how much I can carry, how much I can deal with, but I can't do it all alone and I can't be the only one, you know? So just make sure you're strong and um, make sure you carry your own weight and don't put your own, don't put your weight on somebody else. But it's just because you know they will help and they will carry it because, you know, it's a, it's a, this Bible says two heads are better than one. 
because there's a reward in two working together. And by me being alone and me being one, they said there's a reward for two. So by that, so what is there for one? You know, should there always be two? And I'm I'm a big I'm a big speaker on needing help. Like I never ever ever want to do anything alone. I never want to do anything independent. I always need help. Any help I can get, can someone help me? Please help me. I'm not a I'm not a cocky or ungrateful person. I if you can help me, please. Like, you know, if it's anything, like I never want to attain anything that I obtained by myself. It's just not that's not how I live. And that's not I don't think how no humans should live. Like it takes a community for anything to be done. I can't build a house by myself. I can't pick them beams up by myself. I can't do these things by myself. Some like help. Which leads to uh, the mask I spoke about in my last, in the last part. The mask is uh, your social mask, the one you put on when you are uh, in public or also now with social media. People portray to people, people portray to people what they want to show, but not who they really are. And um, even though I'm burning on the inside, I'm sad, I'm lonely on the inside. When I leave that house, I put on my mask and I smile, even though I can't, you know, even though most days I be on the edge of just breaking down and just giving up and just, you know, just, just generally not happy all around. But, uh, you know, you can't, it's not good to be like that in society. Or it's not seen as the norm to be like that in society. You got to be unbothered. Can't nothing hurt you. Can't nothing get to you. It's what our society is based on now. And, um, you know, so it's seen as being weak to be sad or to be out. Just like how people look at homeless men. They, ugh, he's homeless. They don't show pity. They don't show um, compassion. It's more like disgust. Like, ugh, he's homeless. He couldn't make it out here in this world. And then those be the same people that turn around and be like, man, it's, it's a tough world out here. It's a doggy dog world. If you know that, then you know that everybody can't. It's not made for everybody to, 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 it's not made for everybody to thrive. You know, like I always say, someone has to work at McDonald's. Everybody can't be a CEO. Everybody can't be a rap artist. Everybody can't be a football player. Who's going to serve the food at McDonald's? Who's going to work in the gas station? Who's going to pack the boxes up at, at the at the, at the the warehouses? But everybody, but everybody also, at the same time, everybody's a model. Everybody's a music promoter. Everybody's an influencer. So where are the waiters and stuff at, you know? And you know, when you can't make it in this world, you get shunned and you get made fun of and you get looked at like you're, you're garbage. You have no worth. And I see that a lot. And I never look at them people like that because, you know, different circumstances for different people. 
And it's just the society we live in. It's just that weight that's on everybody. Everybody can't. Everybody know the social mask they got to put on. That homeless people are bad. Homeless people are disgusting. You know, keep working. Don't be like that. You know, make it seem like you're this when you're not. You know, which brings me to my final point of my uh in the conclusion of this little series is that um is that I'm living to die. You know, what was it all for? At the end of the day, what am I waking up for every day doing the same thing I did before and the same thing I'm going to do after? You know, when it, when, it, when I'm knowing that it's all going to lead to, you know, me dying. You know, when I just skip to the end, you know, skip to the end of the book. What would you read? The, what's the point of reading the whole beginning? What's the point of reading all the middle goods? Just skip to the last. If you can skip to the last page and see how it all ends, you know. So, you know, and then they say, you know, some people live, what they say, everybody want to go to heaven, but don't nobody want to die. You know, you got to die to go to heaven, right? Everybody want to go to heaven, but don't nobody want to die. And, um, it's like, um, I'm trying to find a reason to live. But as far as long as I don't have that reason and I don't have no, no fulfillment in it, I lived, I did all this I did, or how far I got, I did all this just to die, you know, just for the end to be deaf. And, you know, they, they say, they say you got to, the world will make it seem like you got to get to a certain age. Then you can unlock your 401k or some real money. But no, now I'm 60. I think it's 65 or something. I mean, what I'm going to do with, what a 65-year-old what a man going to do with $50,000 or something? I, they, that's something you should have gave me when I was younger. You know, I'm about to die now. What if I don't even make it? What if I die at 45? Where does that money go? Especially by me not having children or stuff like that. Like, that's just money I work for. It's gone. You know? So. You know, we can, we can talk and think. And go down the rabbit hole more and more and more. And it gets sadder and sadder and sadder. But these are the things that are relevant to me. That led me. To be how I am, how I feel at this current time. And um, I'm just going to put it up. I'm not really going to promote it or nothing like that. I just want to see who listens. It doesn't really matter if they listen or not. I just want to have this stuff documented for myself. Because it's important to me. And that I'm tired of, uh, I'm tired of living like I don't have to, like I can't feel these things that I feel. And like it's wrong. And I can't talk to nobody, so I decided to just record it and just you know, record all my feelings all in one and just put it out there, just put it out there. But if you, like I said in the past episode, if you feel like this, 
or you feel down or you depressed, lonely, talk to your family. Talk to somebody that's near and close to you. And if you can't find nobody and if no one's listening, seek some type of um, help from a hotline or something. Nope. Just don't do anything rash. Know your limits. Understand yourself. Know what you're capable of. Um, don't let, don't change because you're being ignored. Keep your heart and just, you know, everyone's not me. I don't know how long I can face, I can go on like this. I don't know how long this is going to last for me. It can go away tomorrow. It can last for another 10 years, but try to keep your heart and know that there's a, there will come a time where there will be no more pain, no more shedding of tears, no more, um, no more violence, no more death, no more things that happens in the daily, no more lies. No more, no more underlying schemes. No more, um, mo- different type of motives. And it'll just be, it'll be better, and it'll be the best it's ever been. And if you believe that and know that, then you know. Th- this, this is just a moment in time, and don't none of this really matters in the end, you know. And that's uh, and that is why my soul, on fire. That's why my soul is on fire on the inside. This was uh, the part two and the final part. And uh, I'm going to upload this today. And I want y'all to listen to it and uh, reach out if you want to. It doesn't know. It's just supplementary material. It's nothing, you know. It's just my thoughts, my, how I feel. But um, that was my soul on fire.